Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm Nanurl, and you're listening to Unpacked Angles with me. These episodes were recorded for the Unpacked Angles YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the accompanying video, you can find the link in the description. If not, feel free to sit back, listen, and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. And this is the final announcement slash reminder that I'm going to give for anyone who is watching or listening. If you do have any questions or suggestions for future topics to discuss on Unpacked Angles, please feel free to let me know through the link in the description. I am putting together a Q&A episode, so any questions that you do submit, I will be happy to address during that episode that's coming out in the near future. And of course, for the topics that you submit, we'll work on getting those in in the near future too. So today I wanted to touch on three essential skills that I think are really important to have that I don't think are really too focused on or quote unquote mainstream. And these are some of the skills that I have been really tuned into lately and so I thought that I would share. So of course there are the basic skills that we need to have in UX research that I think we can all find on Google really easily, right? So like being empathetic, that one seems to be really popular. Knowing how to listen, also very important. <laughs> and being a good communicator, so you know, like a good storyteller. All of those things are of course skills that are needed in the field, but there are really nuanced skills as well that I think are really important to have as a researcher that aren't really empathetic emphasized enough, in my opinion. I don't think these are things that are focused on really in educational settings, like boot camps and things like that. And I'm almost 100% sure that it is because the skills that I'm going to talk about today are more so found and developed in practice. So while you're actually out there conducting research and like in a session, the skills that we need there are just as important as the skills that we need just in general as researchers. So Let's get into them. The first skill I don't think is talked about enough for me is knowing how to improvise. We have to know how to improvise and think on the spot. I don't think it's always clear or at least not called out as explicitly as I might have needed it to be that things are not going to go as planned, like almost never. For me, that looks like technical difficulties, so many, especially now that we're remote, it's so annoying. <laughs> it also looks like going off on tangents and asking the wrong questions <laughs> that don't get me the answers that I actually need. We make research plans so that we can gather the information we need in order to answer the research questions that we have, but there are gonna be times where they're not actually working <laughs> or followed like things will be out of our control so when all these things go wrong or just happen in an unplanned way like what do we do well i'll tell you what we cannot do we cannot freak out and tank the session i mean i guess you could do that if you wanted to but i would not recommend it it is our job to get something out of the research that we do. It may not be 100% solid answers that we need, but we need to learn something, <laughs> something from it if we can, even when shit is hitting the fan. So what does that mean? This can look like recapturing the conversation if it is kind of going off the rails. We are the captains of the ship. Okay, so yes, you want the people you're speaking with who you're getting feedback from to drive the conversation for the most part, but do not forget. Since we're the captains, we steer the ship. So we have to take control of the wheel, okay, and steer 
right? We got to make sure things are staying on track or as close to on track as they possibly can. If you find yourself with a participant that's kind of going off the wall in terms of a tangent, then maybe responding with something like, wow, you know, that's really interesting. And I would love to talk to you more about that. For the sake of time in this session, though, I'd love to table that and talk about XYZ. And then if they're really interested in talking about whatever it is that they were talking about before, after your time is done and you have the time to do that, why not? Also inserting like good witty segues in the conversation can be a really great way to help turn it back to where it needs to be. This also means, of course, we need to think quickly on our feet. If we're having technical difficulties, it would be nice if we knew how to troubleshoot whatever was going on or what to troubleshoot in that moment. So this might require preparation beforehand, knowing what types of things can go wrong with the technology and maybe having a plan B just off to the side in your head or written down somewhere that you can turn to if technology decides not to be your friend that day. So knowing the products that you're using is going to be important. That includes like your product that you're actually getting feedback on if that's happening during your session or the tool that we're using to help us get the feedback. Now, this is not always something that we can plan for, obviously. You're not the builder or know-it-all of all things tech. At least I'm not. <laughs> so when things do just all go to hell, which is very possible, thinking quickly about what we can do to get the answer or the thing closest to the answer that we need can be important here. So maybe changing up the questions that we're asking. If we're realizing that this is actually not taking us in the right direction that I thought it would, so let me try this instead. Of course, when you're doing that, you gotta make sure it's not a leading question or like, <laughs> just not a good question in general it's got to be researchified okay <laughs> so even if that means just pausing really quick and getting your thoughts together so that you can formulate this question in your mind in a good way that will help to get you hopefully more clear answers then feel free to do that it just kind of depends on like what you know as far as like where you want to go with this what's actually happening and the thing that you're able to think of quickly that can be the bridge to your end goal if the thing that you planned is not actually working out. And this all comes with practice as far as improvisation. And luckily for some people, it does come naturally. But I would say for the most part, experience is the best teacher here. And what can really help us to improvise during our sessions is to prepare beforehand, right? So know our plan, know what our, our script is. If we have a script, know the, the things, our goals that we're trying to achieve and the, the things that we're trying to hear and the questions that we're trying to answer. Knowing all of that beforehand and having this be, be fresh on your mind and clear to you, having that full understanding in your preparation can help to lead us down the right path if we do have to kind of dive into improvisation territory. I personally would recommend taking improv classes. I have actually not had the opportunity to take one but I have always wanted to and while I was living in LA there were tons of improv classes around and so there was like no shortage. Depending on where you are in the country or just like in the world you may not have the opportunity to do that but at the same time I don't even know if they're happening right now. Maybe they're remote so possibly you could have the opportunity to take an improv class if there's nothing local for you but 
Yeah, take improv. It helps you to kind of think outside the box and get out of your own mind. I read somewhere, I think, that a lot of writers take improv classes whenever they're feeling stuck so that they can get rid of their writer's block. So it helps to strengthen that skill of having you think on your feet, which we have to do very often. So I'd recommend it. And so for the second skill, you know, people say that knowing how to ask questions is really important for UX researchers, which obviously is true. But I also think the the silent skill here that is not as focused on is knowing how to actually be silent and not say anything, whether that's like after you ask your question or just in moments of, of silence. <laughs> it's easy to fill silence with words, especially if you're uncomfortable with silence or it's like feeling a little awkward, especially now that we're remote for the most part. You know, you don't really know if somebody is frozen over Zoom or if they're just like taking all of the information that you just said in or taking in your question or taking in whatever they're looking at. We don't know, like it's hard to get a read on body language through a video conference platform. So even though, you know, we might feel that pressure to fill that silence, it's actually uh, not necessary a lot of the time. So yeah, staying silent after asking a question can be a little difficult. And then asking a question with too many words is also something that I think falls into the same boat. <laughs> For me especially, I feel like when I have a lot of nervous energy or I'm trying to like improv something on the spot and I'm kind of struggling through it, I will have the tendency to say too many words in my question. It could be a very simple question, but I <laughs> will end up saying so many unnecessary words. And this is not helpful. At the end of the day, a lot of the time I get a response of, um, can you repeat that question for me? It's hard for people to follow that whole soliloquy before getting to the actual question. And so that can be confusing. Also, you don't wanna take up too much time, right? The person that you're speaking to to get input or feedback on like whatever it is that you all are discussing, we want them to be doing the talking. We're not trying to take up too much time with our mouth, <laughs> we need to get information from them. So that's another thing that we just don't wanna do. We don't wanna take up too much time with too many words coming out of our mouth. So staying silent, right? <laughs> Being a person of very few words in sessions while we're conducting research is a skill that has been on my mind lately, for sure. And the last skill that I don't think is emphasized enough as something that is essential for UX researchers is knowing how to walk the line between the struggle and the reveal. And so when we're getting feedback on something, right, whether that be maybe prototypes that we're testing or copy, like messaging, things like that, anything that we're working on that we're presenting to other people, obviously we want to make sure that it's clear right and sometimes it may not be there may be instances where people are just confused they don't understand how to use your product they don't understand like what you're trying to convey as far as like what you're trying to communicate and so they're going to struggle with that and of course this is important to see happen right i think generally if you're getting into ux research or you're a researcher we know that it is important to see people struggle so that we know what they have trouble with. And that's something that I knew going in, but something that I didn't quite grasp until I got more 
experience was that even though these people are struggling, there is a point where you can lead them in order to get good feedback. And so, you know, the person struggling, she's like, all right, they clearly don't know what they're doing or they don't understand anything that's going on right now. You do the big reveal and then you figure out how you can communicate whatever they were misunderstanding better, right? So like, where did we miss the mark? How could we have better communicated that? And to do this, you know, big reveal, right? To let people actually know what's going on when they're confused. There's a sweet spot as far as timing on like when to actually do it. And it's more of a feeling than anything. And so like, obviously that's going to come with more experience and, and more time just like practicing doing this. So this is a skill that people actually don't come into research with for the most part, but they do grow into it. So like as you develop as a researcher and as you continue to grow, the skill will grow with you as well. Those are the three skills that I think are essential <laughs> to have as a UX researcher that are just not talked about enough. My parting question for you today is which of these three skills do you feel is the toughest one to get good at for you and why? Let me know in the comments. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Unpacked Angles. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. If you didn't, hit us up on our website at www.unpackedangles.com or on social media at Unpacked Angles and let us know what we can do better. Until next time, deuces.